Thanks for Push and Play. This is April Hunter, and you are listening to The Reseller's Voice. The Reseller's Voice is a interview-based podcast where we break down the business basics of reselling as a side hustle or as a full-time career. We do that through talking to all kinds of other resellers, resellers from eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, Amazon, and Hopefully it gives you a little bit of insights and some tips that you can use in your own business. You can find me at Cloven Caddis on almost any of the reselling platforms or on Instagram at April Hunters Hustle Hacks. I try to put out new content on my website, Hunters Hustle Hacks, that is relevant to the reseller community or to being productive by using business basics. Welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to talk about inventory. We started to touch on it a little bit last week with Ruthie and how organizing your space and making sure that your workspace, office, or whatever area that you are using for your reselling business is clean and organized. And so I wanted to expand on that a little bit today. For me, the management, organization, and inventory system that I have used in my Poshmark business has been the number one struggle that I have had as a reseller. Um, I have moved my inventory no less than seven times in two years, which does not help in keeping it organized. Some of me moving it is to try to organize it better. Um, As my inventory grew from one bin to multiple bins. I think I have uh, upwards of 56 to 60 bins now. The way that I have managed my inventory has greatly impacted the success in my business. Um, When I first started out, I had one bin of clothes, which came from an Ikea bag, which one Ikea bag uh, now actually fits into my bins. Um, so you can fit about 25 to 40-ish items in a bin. Um, if you're using a smaller bin, I believe the measurements of my bin are 15 inches wide by 24 inches deep and then 17 inches tall. Um, and then they fit on some Husky 5 shelf shelving units that I got at Home Depot. Uh, And that is what I currently use as my inventory system, but that is not always what I use as my inventory system. Um, When my inventory system got bigger than, you know, about a blue Ikea bag's worth of stuff, I decided that I was going to go through my kids' clothes and just use one of those bins from around the house. And this is where I'm going to challenge you to grow beyond your current state and grow into the business that you want to have. And by giving that your business that space, you are attracting that profit and you're attracting that profitable profitable business to yourself. So if you're only using some bin from your children's leftovers, 
I think, I think we can grow. I think we can grow bigger than that. Maybe you still want to scale it because you don't want to go out and make a giant investment. I think each one of my shelving units costs about $500 um, for when it all is said and done because there are um, 12 bins and the unit itself costs about, the shelving unit itself costs about um, $100. So um, at that point, I was, had one bin and then I started to get way too many tops, you know, cause it's like tops, sweaters, you know, bikini tops. And so I decided I needed to branch out and organize just a little bit better. And so I think it was about fall when that happened. And <clears throat> at that time, all of the tubs were on clearance. And so, or, you know, super sale for college. So I went out and I found the cheapest ones that I could find because they were on sale and they were huge. They were honestly too big for what I needed to accomplish. And then I organized my clothes into pants, tops, you know, men's, women's, kids. And I believe I had about eight bins at that point in time. And then I lost my first order. <clears throat> and I wondered, how the heck can I lose an item when I have this miraculous system that, you know, that item should be right in there. And it wasn't. And I searched and I searched and I searched and then I had to cancel the order. And literally the day after I canceled that order, guess what I found in the bin it was supposed to be in? That order, that item. So Here's my recommendation to solve that. And here's, we're going to go into why I'm recommending this. My recommendation for everybody is to get a shelving unit and get 12 bins per shelving unit. I will make sure that I do a highlight within my um, Instagram profile that is my shelving unit and organization system. I will make sure by the end of the week this week that it, that is in there so you can come and see all of the visuals on it um but if you can't afford the 500 dollars shelving unit right now that's fine but next time you go to the thrift store and you get 20 items you need to stop by home depot or you need to get on amazon and you need to order a 10 dollars bin for all of those items if you just get the bins and you're stacking the bins now, that's fine. Grow. Grow into the business you want it to be. But just know that there's an added expense every time you go to the thrift store of a bucket for those items. Then, I recommend using a numbered system. Personally, I don't think it matters whether you use a A1 through 25 or a just plain 1 through 25 and then your next bin is 26 through 50. I really don't think it matters. I use Ziplocs to put my items in and I reuse my Ziplocs. I will reuse my Ziplocs for the next five years. They last. They don't have to zip closed necessarily. They're just going to be there. It's not an unsustainable way to store my clothes. And so I'm going to continue doing it. It's probably not the most eco-friendly, but it's not like I'm throwing the bag away every time I send an item out. Um, 
the reason that I think that you need to get into a numbered system is because it's going to benefit you in two ways. The first way that it's going to benefit you is you're going to get used to using a spreadsheet to track your inventory. And when you start to get used to using a spreadsheet to track your inventory, you start to get used to using a spreadsheet to track other metrics like your cost of goods sold or like your purchase date and the date that it's sold. And then you can start to figure out your sell-through rate. And just by setting up a base inventory system, you have then turned your business from a hobby with one bin of clothes that your husband probably rolls his eyes at to a real honest-to-God business that's going to be ready for taxes come tax time. I'm not saying that I don't still lose items. I still lose items. Some of that is almost guaranteed that every time I move my inventory, I will lose an item. I still have one sale from eBay that I cannot find. I have no idea where it is. I would love to find that item because the guy said, if you ever find this item, let me know. So I'm going to find that item. It's very possible that in the shift when I moved my whole entire inventory system out of my house and up to my husband's workshop, that that's when my item got lost. Now, let's think about and let's kind of discuss some of the but I don't want to's or I don't know if that's right for me's. Like I just said, I moved my inventory out of my home and up to my husband's workshop. We have a huge workshop for his business. I pay him rent for it, which is a business deduction on my taxes and it helps his business pay its rent. So it's twofold benefiting us. I, um, yeah, so I moved it up to his office. And part of the reason I did that is because my business grew at a largely exponential rate. Um, my cost of goods in 2020 is probably going to be one fourth of what it was in 2019. That's how much I scaled my business last year. Um, coronavirus probably hasn't helped with that because I wasn't able to actually go out and source, but it's not like there wasn't ways to source when we were all on lockdown. Everybody did couch thrifters quarantine group. Everybody ordered, you know, a Jomar box or a B&G trading box. There's all kinds of ways that you could have spent money on inventory during quarantine. So that's not totally a factor. It's just a matter of in allowing myself the space to grow my business, I grew my business. Do I have, you know, over a thousand quality items? Um, you know, maybe I have 500 quality items, you know, but it doesn't mean that somebody's not going to throw one of those other items into a bundle. Um, back in Ween Lisa's episode, she talked about how she's, you know, willing to spend, you know, some money on an item that might get her a bundle because, you know, if somebody's going to, you know, feel like that 30% discount by bundling an item is going to make her a sale and she actually sells that item, then she'll go ahead and not have, you know, 
every single item be from Reformation or, you know, all of the Bolo brands that are constantly all over Instagram. So, um, not every piece has to be completely curated or completely, you know, an item that is going to make you a million dollars. I do think that you definitely need to have a standard profit margin. Um, you know, like if you're going to spend five item, $5 on an item, your comps for that type of item, that brand and that style, say a Eileen Fisher shirt should be in that same area. So it doesn't mean that spending $5, you know, on a Mossimo t-shirt is a great idea if you can't sell Mossimo for $30. You should have a bare minimum margin multiplier. So say if you're normally taking your $5 cost and you're multiplying it by six for every item, then if you take, you know, say your bare minimum is going to be a multiplier of three. So the minimum that you will sell that t-shirt for is $15. You won't take anything less on it. It's not at a loss yet, but you know, then you get to figure out how long you're going to hold an item for before you'll actually lose money on it. And at what point is it better to lose money on it or to donate it? There's multiple ways to recoup some of the money when you decide that you don't want that item anymore. And there's different ways that we all run of our businesses. Some of us will relist an item to death until it actually sells, whereas others of us just don't want to see it in our space after a month or two, and so we'll send it off to ThreadUp or The Real Real if they'll accept that type of an item. Um, I know ThreadUp's processing time is absolutely absurd right now, so um, that might not be an option for everybody. But it is still an option. And, uh, yeah. I, I've i sent some stuff into the real real. I think I'm getting ready to do another real real box. Um, it's not been great. I don't think people are spending as much money on luxury goods. Um, I definitely sold my first real real shipment in a lot faster than my second. Um, but And my thread up stuff, I haven't had it processed at all. So I, I can't give you any insight on ThreadUp. There are a lot of ThreadUp gurus out there though on Instagram who have all kinds of great insight. Um, and I have been asking them questions myself. So back to inventory and maintaining your inventory. Um, if you use a number system, you can just reuse the bags. Um, you make a sale, you put that Ziploc baggie that's already numbered in a place to go when you get new inventory. And then you just keep going through it and you keep going through it quarterly you should probably go through your inventory and make sure that every single item within that bucket is actually listed and actually ready to sell if you don't do that you may have upwards of 10 percent of your items that either a you you know didn't ever get listed because of whatever circumstance and you inventoried or b you have um an instance where maybe you know you deleted an item or maybe you know it sold on one platform and not an under another or maybe you got some crazy return that didn't actually you know it wasn't a necessary return and so you got an item back but you never relisted it there's a 
million reasons why we have unlisted inventory within our inventory. And a quarterly review not only gives you a little bit more of a touch base as to why you have that inventory still, but also um, allows you to kind of recoup and kind of like, those are easy listings. You've already listed them. You probably already have it drafted. Um, you know, if you sold it once, you can just copy and paste it into a new listing. It's a very easy way to get a new push on inventory. So that is my inventory system and kind of my thought process behind it. I hope that is a helpful follow-up to my organizing, um, podcast with Ruthie last week. Um, yeah, I think that you can definitely scale this model. You can go out and you can get the buckets. I get all of mine at Home Depot. Um, I wait until January and they have a huge sale in January and then I just buy, you know, the whole year's worth of buckets. Um, it's not a huge discount, but it's enough to make a little bit of a difference. I'm not suggesting you wait until January to start implementing an inventory system now. I'm just saying use the same totes that you would be able to use on a rack system come January when it goes on sale. If you want to stack those bins up in your room until you get a rack system, go for it. I have to tell you, lifting bins off of bins off of bins is going to give you a backache. So the shelf system is well worth that $100 in chiropractic bills. So um, that's all I have on inventory systems for now. Um, I have a lot of really fun things going on, uh, challenges and such, and um, I'm going to get back and just touch on that for a minute. And uh, then I'll talk to you again next week. Bye. A lot of fun things are happening over at Hunter's Hustle Hacks right now. Um, currently, we are hosting a three-week challenge. Um, if you didn't sign up for the group chat, that has closed. Um, but you can still participate in the challenge. Our challenge is one week of listing 50 items, which ends this Friday. We're doing seven items a day and relisting a monthly goal. The monthly goal is to take your closet or store size, divide that number by 30, and that's how many relistings or um, sell similar items you need to be doing per day to refresh your closet and give it the bump it needs to make extra sales. Um, the second week is a catch-up week and prep for week three, which we will be listing 100 items. Um, the challenge has been really amazing and really fun. Um, if you didn't get in on the chat this time, be sure to go to April Hunter's Hustle Hacks and follow me on Instagram. Turn on post notifications because next time we do this, I would love to have a bunch more people join us. Um, that's it for today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed it, and uh, I kind of hope that these themed um, podcasts have been helpful for you. I try to make sure that you guys have all kinds of very helpful, relevant information so that you can grow your business into everything that you ever wanted it to be and make it be successful for yourself. I will talk to you next week. Ta-ta for now.